stepped in at the line by the back. He works it down the wall. One back up to the back. He'll reverse it. Go to Miller. Down low. Strong board looking back. Up. What is it? Hit the lead. Dragon Flood. And now, broadcasting from the city with more fake hockey jerseys than Taiwan, it's the Good in the Room podcast. It's beginning to look a lot like no basketball everywhere you turn. I'm sorry, I suck at singing. But honestly, I'm kind of bummed because living in Chicago, we do have a pretty good basketball team. I think they won six championships about 15 years ago, and they got this guy Derek Rose that's pretty good. But... That will be my first subject here today on the Good in Room podcast. It's not basketball, but how hockey is going to be now exposed to, I guess, fill that void on at least ESPN and other major networks because it looks like there may not be an NBA season this year, and frankly, it's a little disappointing to me. But I also feel that it is a prime opportunity for the NHL, the marketers, and Gary Bettman to push the product that we all know and love. Because if we didn't all know and love it, well, I wouldn't be doing this podcast and you wouldn't be listening to it. But anyways, I've, I've thought for the last couple weeks, just because um, for whatever reason I still use ESPN.com, it's got to be ingrained in me somehow. It's like, I don't know, putting on a Bears jersey every Sunday even though they suck sometimes. Um, I just can't stop doing it. And I've noticed a lot more hockey coverage on that website, and I've thought, well, why is this? Well, that's because there's no basketball. The basketball that is there, well, is still preseason college basketball, and frankly, that's not very good because as much as I love my Northern Illinois Huskies, and when they go and play U of I, I'm not really interested. And Mac basketball sucks, frankly. But anyways, that's not why I called. So what is the NHL going to do? I have a couple theories on this. They can market more and more, more billboards, more ads, more social media, more, um, you know, more radio interviews, more TV. They can ask NBC and Versus to um, perhaps put more games on primetime to go against. Well, actually, there's nothing to go against except the NFL. And trust me, Gary, do not go against the NFL. You will lose. Anyways, I think that they should possibly ask NBC and Versus if for sure there's going to be a lockout to sell some of their rights to Darth Vader himself, ESPN. Why not? As a fan, more hockey and television is always a good thing. As a business model or a business idea for NBC Sports, as it, the NBC Sports Network, as it's going to be known January 2nd, and the National Hockey League, they need programming. And frankly, there's not that much good college basketball on every night of the week. So why not fill it with the NHL? You could charge, I don't know, I don't know what a fair price is because frankly I'm not an ad executive, but you could charge a price for a rights to a certain game that isn't conflicted with versus or is on later that's not national. Why not? I know that you signed this 10-year agreement with NBC, but why not see if they would play ball with you? Because, frankly, ESPN needs programming. It's worth a shot. And, frankly, I just want to see as much hockey on TV that I don't really have to pay for as possible because 
as we know, I'm not a Senators fan, but I'm not going to pay $170 for the package because my first love and first team, I get to watch every other night basically for free. So that brings me to the Chicago Blackhawks. After a great two-week period, I don't want to say the Blackhawks have come back to earth, but frankly, they kind of suck right now. And it's not one person. It's not the goalie. It's not Corey Crawford. You know, it's not Patrick Kane being too hungover. It's not Johnny Taves being burned out. It is John Scott, but, you know, I'll get to that later. Their power play is horrible. I believe something like one for the last 35, and um, I was reading today that they're going to put Steve Monador on the power play. He's like 150. That's just not good. And as much as people don't want to hear it, they miss Brian Campbell. But they don't miss his $7.5 million cap hit. And frankly... I need to stop saying frankly. You guys can take another shot next time I say frankly. Well, there you go. They got to do something. Obviously, I'm not upset that Campbell moved because that's a massive cap hit for someone that shouldn't even be making half of that. But what are they going to do? Possibly move Nick Letty into it. You know, he's he's got some offensive talent. We've seen that. Do you go out and try to get somebody? Maybe. Do you trick someone into believing that Kyle Beach is still a prospect and get someone who's good on the power play? I don't know, but seriously, something needs to be done. And I believe it uh, was put very well by uh, the Second City Hockey Twitter feed last night. It takes you a minute to gain the zone in the power play. That's a massive problem, and it is. That brings me to my next point about our beloved Chicago Blackhawks. As some of you know, I want you should all know because this is where you got the podcast from. If you look at my post today, my little uh, rant about the Blackhawks, why is John Scott still playing? Honestly, he plays four minutes a night. I understand that St. Louis is your one of your arch rivals. I would like to see more of that rivalry be blown up is the way the marketing department has done with Detroit. But anyways, why is he playing? He's there to fight. Maybe that he's there to actually play, which is really, really scary. But he's there to fight. And I think with the acquisitions of Dan Carcillo and Jamal Myers, Mayers, who are two utterly better players than John Scott is, they're not offensive juggernauts, but they can score on occasion. They can give out assists. They know what they're doing with the puck. Why is John Scott playing? Seriously. I know his cap hits nothing, but my God, he's a liability. Next thing you know, he's going to bump into Patrick Kane, because that's never happened before. Oh, wait, he did it to Marion Osa last year. And that was, uh... I'm sorry, that was Nick Boynton. And I get them too confused all the time, because frankly, they both suck. But anyways, he should not be playing, and I don't know what Joel was thinking. But it's just not good. And that, um... Nice thing to see last night, though, however, was the return of Duncan Keith. When he went off with that hand injury, we all thought the worst. And three games is three games. I'm sure he's still hurt, but he's back for now. And that'll be good, and that should improve the power play at least a bit. Um, I didn't think they looked... They, they, well, they looked horrible against Vancouver, let's be perfectly honest. You can't have Michael Froelich uh, have a shot from the hash marks and go in past Roberto Luongo and move 6-2. to two. You just can't do that. You know he's the shakiest goalie in the NHL. And when you finally get a bad goal for you, you have to capitalize. And that was bad. The game against 
Tampa Bay. I must admit, I was in a little bit of an alcoholic haze while watching it. I was in downtown Chicago at an establishment. And um, they have this kid, Stamkos. He might be pretty good. So, yeah, probably should check that out because he has the capability of hat-tricking you every single time he's on the ice. Florida's Florida. It was fun. They wanted to shoot out. Okay, I expected a hard game from a much better Florida Panthers team. i got to give Dale Talon a lot of credit. He's pieced together a lot of guys that no one wanted or had humongous salaries, i.e. Brian Campbell, and he, um, <clears throat> excuse me, he, uh, he's got a team down there. I don't know how long it's gonna how long it's gonna last. I mean, Jose Taylor is uh, older, and he, as we know, he can be streaky as well. But so far, so good for Florida. They they look like they could be a playoff team. So I was happy with that shootout win. But um, yeah, you, you, they have to do something on the power play, and they can't play John Scott. That much I know. But anyways, on to I guess happier returns. Literally, everyone's favorite in Chicago. Chris Pronger will return tonight, and for the first time in his career, wear a visor after taking that stick to the eye off a shot of Mikhail Dabrowski six games ago. And I have not seen this, and I have heard um, things about this video to where the entire um, Wells Fargo Arena was utterly silent. You could just hear Pronger screaming as he got off the ice. Frankly, I don't need to see that. There's a lot of things that I don't really would I don't really have any intention of watching if I don't have to. But um I guess for the good of Philly, not that they're um lacking on any part of the game because I think they're the best team in the league top to bottom. He's back and uh it'll be interesting to see how he plays with the visor. I know in my limited limited let me say again, limited experience playing hockey. Um, your vision on the ice is a little bit different with the visor on, but Chris Pronger is a professional, and he's been doing it for, God, 32 years probably. How old is the guy? 37. So um, he should be just fine. And the big, big, big rumor, story, whisper, could Sidney Crosby be coming back on Friday? Dan Balsma once again has said there's no set return date. But there seems to be all these rumors everywhere from all these different um, pundits, announcers, players, janitors, that Crosby could be coming back on Friday, which is, of course, Remembrance Day in Canada and Veterans Day here in the United States. I guess it's the same thing. And by the way, if you see, a, if you see people selling poppies on Friday, make sure to buy one. Because seriously, that money goes for really, really good causes. And I'm going to get off my soapbox now. But anyways, so Crosby possibly could come back, and Bosma said, again with Sidney Crosby, um, there's no timetable for his return. And uh, Crosby said Monday, their guess is as good as mine. But he's been practicing with the uh, club since training camp. He's had the, uh, I think it's the white helmet on for the, about the last three weeks, which means he can play... Um, or he, he can take contact. I'd love to see some uh, fourth-line guy accidentally bump Crosby and uh, feel like an absolute dork after that. But uh, he skated on line with Matt Cook and Pasquale Dupuy, and he said he, uh, Bosman said he was putting them in scenarios that would simulate games. Well, right there, <laughs> Matt Cook, um, he skated on line with Matt Cook as he normally does. Uh, Matt Cook's going to do something stupid. As soon as Crosby comes back, and I know Cooker said 
Oh, I've changed. I'm a change man. Well, he boarded a guy right away. But anyways, um, he's going to skate with Cook, and that's probably a good idea for at least the first little while. But as I told you before, and I apologize, I haven't um, done this for a while, and I really should have, but I've been busy at work. I know, surprise. And uh, haven't had a chance to do it. But um, concussions are tricky, and um, you know you never know if he gets hit on a check into the boards or he gets laid out a la, you know, uh, Steckel on New Year's again, stuff returns. And I pray, as a fan of hockey, and a fan of Sidney Crosby, and a lot of other players in the NHL, that he's okay. And he dominates like he always has, because I feel we're seeing something awesome. But you just never know, and I hope to God that it's right. So, Friday, possibly. Let's just wait and see. Speaking of wait and see, I promise to you guys that I will have at least two of these up a week because that's what I want to do. It's fun. And for the record, if you haven't noticed, I'm doing this script free tonight. Probably not the best idea. Let me know what you think. Let me know uh, what I can improve on, which I know is a lot. And frankly, I should always, always write this out. But for whatever reason, I didn't tonight. Remember, you can contact me at goodintheroom at gmail.com. Go to my blog, goodintheroom.blogspot.com. Sorry, I sounded Canadian there for a bit. But anyways, until next time, just remember, keep your head up when you're bringing that puck in the zone. And soft hands, concentration, not strength. Later, guys.